Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. And you know what that means. It's time for us to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining me here each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern for the High Altitude Mentorship Show, brought to you, as always, by flywithjt.com. That is flywithjt.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, and, of course, stay connected to the high-altitude community. Lots of cool stuff coming down the road, especially here as we round out 2015 and get ready for 2016. Looking to really do some amazing stuff with some amazing people, and if that's you, if you want to be a part of that, and make sure you get yourself connected over there. So today, I want to talk to you about something that I really truly think is one of the great secret weapons of the high performers in any walk of life. It's something that, frankly, is so sort of under the radar that even I didn't really pick this thing out until I read this really amazing article on SI.com, SportsIllustrated.com. It was written by a guy by the name of Greg Bishop. And he was talking about a gentleman by the name of Ryan Holiday. And Ryan Holiday uh, has written a book, and I'm going to get to the book here in just a second and talk a little bit about the specifics. But what was interesting about the book is his particular book uh, was not written for the sports world. However, it got the eye of a professional baseball manager, and uh, then it took off into the National Football League, American Professional Sports, or Professional Football, rather. And what's amazing about it is, you know, he was talking about how athletes, it's not that they need to be told how to do what they do, right? They don't need another specialist to come in and, t- and work, on, work with them on their swing, for instance. They don't need another specialist to come in and teach them how to throw the ball better, catch the ball better. It's not about doing what you do. It's about how you approach the game. It's about why you do what you do. And I think that's so applicable in business and in life. This is the kind of message that applies not just to athletes, but to executives and entrepreneurs, basically the people that listen to this show, right? And so when I saw this article and read through it, I was, I was, it just blew my mind. In fact, I can't wait to dive into this book. The name of the book, by the way, is uh, The Obstacle is the Way. It's called The Obstacle is the Way, and it's by a guy by the name of Ryan Holiday. And really what this book is about is about this, what I call the secret weapon of high performance, because it really is. It just seems so, not even secret. It's not like anybody's holding it from us. But, man, it's not the first thing that comes out. But I'll tell you what it sounds a lot like to me is mental toughness. And the topic is stoicism. Now, stoicism is kind of interesting, because if you know anything about Greek philosophy, it's an ancient Greek philosophy that really teaches, I guess, an indifference, if you will, to the changes in fortune. 
right? As well as sort of indifference to pleasure and to pain. It's about managing those emotions that hit us, especially the, the emotions that don't serve us well. So think about that for a second. When you hear the word stoic, if somebody's stoic, it's almost like they're emotionalists, right? Somebody could be, it's almost like ice water in their veins. You see this a lot in sports, and I think that's why I love this topic so much, because it is such mental toughness. You know, it, it just speaks to the core, really, of mental toughness, which, as you know, is one of the main pillars here in the high-altitude community. Talk about it in flight school to success. Talk about it in flight plan to success. The reason I love this concept is because what we've done is separated the emotion from the situation. And I'm talking about from the situation, not from life. You see, as human beings, we are emotional animals. We, are, we have emotions unlike some of our counterparts in the animal kingdom. And our emotions sometimes drive us, sometimes hold us back. So it's, it's the ability to detach the, the unhelpful emotions the emotions that keep us from hitting our highest peak of performance and maintaining a level of high performance. Athletes, executive entrepreneurs, these are the folks that don't want to necessarily know how to do their, their craft better, but they definitely want to live their life better. They want to know how to do that. They want to know how to prepare better, mentally especially. They already know how to do their thing. As an entrepreneur, if you're building your business, for me to come in there and tell you how to do your thing, isn't necessarily what you need. It's the mental game that is associated with it. It's the mental game that's behind what you do. There's a lot of people, there are better entrepreneurs than me out there, right? And, and the, the most important thing about that is it's not about being better or worse. It's not about being told, oh, this is how you do things. A lot of times what happens is entrepreneurs are always looking for the next thing. They want to learn, you know, better traffic, better conversions, better sales, but what they already, what they realize, or fail to realize rather, is what they already know is enough. They have enough of a, of a knowledge base to be dangerous, to be very successful in their business. It's all the other stuff. It's not about what you do or even how you do it, but why you do it. And what's amazing about this idea of stoicism is if we can better manage ourselves psychologically, mentally, we have more physical energy, right? It's not just about being more physically uh, capable in the case of an athlete, or even mentally capable in the case of an entrepreneur or an, or, or an executive. It's about the way we approach the energetic energy or the energetic uh, uh, game mentally, emotionally, psychologically, even spiritually. Stoicism in business and life is based on a few things. I want to cover like five of them today, five basic things that I distilled, not just from this article, but you know, just thinking about it deeper on this concept of how we can use stoicism as the secret weapon for high performance. The first thing is, is that we have to be always vigilant to differentiate between what we can and cannot control. In other words, what's within our control and what's without or outside of our control. I think as entrepreneurs especially, this is extremely important. It's funny because I'll ask people, well, what's, you know, they'll have a dream. I've always wanted to start my own business or I've always wanted to, you know, take my business to another level. And the question is, well, what's holding you back? What stopped you from doing that? Ah, oh, the economy, this, or, you know, my, the timing wasn't right. And they start talking about all these external forces. But to the person, to the person, they're talking about things that are outside of their control anyway. You can't control the economy. I mean, I guess in a small way you can impact it. 
You can't control what the government does. You can't control what your next-door neighbor does. And yet that's exactly the stuff people get wound up about. If more people took a stoic approach to life, there would be zero road rage. Zero. Think about that. There'd be zero violence on the streets because most of what we're seeing is a reaction to something else. Hell, war might even be uh, you know, sort of obliterated from our existence if we were more stoic. That might be a stretch, but think about it for just a moment. People are so obsessed with what's going on around them as opposed to the stuff that they can directly control. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. You have no control over that person cutting you off, and yet that person, that one act, spins a lot of people out of control. They'll lose their minds over something like that, lose their minds over somebody uh, you know, creating an infraction against them. And that infraction was something they couldn't have seen in the first place. They had zero control over so it's important for us to take this a stoic approach, if you will, to business and life by re- recognizing that we need to differentiate between what we can and cannot control and focus only on what's inside our control sphere. More time, money, and energy is absolutely squandered and wasted on worrying about the things outside of our control. That's why we have to have that mental toughness. We have to have that sort of resolve to stick to our guns and only focus on the things that are in our control. When you think about athletes, there's a ton of things that are outside of their control. Let's say that you're a, you're a professional team, you're an, or you're just an athlete. You're not necessarily on a team. Maybe you're playing tennis or something like that, and you're playing in a foreign place where the, the crowd is loud, maybe even hostile, working against you. You have no control over that. You can't help it if there's a guy in the, in the bleachers you know, trying to spill his beer on you or calling you all kinds of names and catcalls. There's nothing you can do to control that because that's that guy's issue. In business, it's the, kind of the same way. The catcalls and the, and the rude comments don't come from the bleachers. What instead it comes from is, is from people that are you know, kind of surfing the Internet. The Internet has sort of become this megaphone that's turned the everyday person into almost a you know, sort of overnight sort of mega uh, or uh, a reporter right it's like somebody who now has a stage to be to-, to be heard and if we allow ourselves to focus in on especially the naysayers the haters all the people that are coming at us then suddenly we have surrendered our control to them we've given up a measure of our control and that's one thing that we don't have time for we can't afford to allow somebody else's negativity or or you know harmful opinion of us to hold us back We have to be able to block that stuff out. There's certain things outside of our control. It's more important to focus on the things that we can control. How do we perform when we get rejected? When we make that sales call and the person tells us to buzz off and hang up, it's time to move on from that. It's time to move on. Now, what's interesting about that, I'm going to come back to the concept of being rejected on the phone here in just a second because it has a direct correlation to sports and to business. But it it brings me to my next point. Instead of focusing on the stuff that we can't focus on, number two is we've got to focus on the task at hand. We have to be in the now. And specifically, the steps that are involved. You've heard me say this before. Don't focus on the results. Focus on the process. Most people are so obsessed with results, and understandably so. In business, that's the metric that we use. How much money have you made? How many sales have you made? What's your market share? How much have you grown over the last several months or several years? We keep metrics so that we can understand if something is working, if the process is working. That's what the results tell us. The results 
indicate whether our processes are, are in fact working. Or do we need to create a new strategy? Do we need new tactics in place to get better results? Because it's not about the result. The result is just simply an indicator. But yet our society has become so obsessed with results that that has become the penultimate thing that we focus on. Instead of becoming great at what we do, instead of becoming you know, better communicators, more heartfelt leaders, we're worried about the bottom line. Instead of focusing on the results, let's focus on the task at hand. Focus on being present in the moment and really, really getting down to being completely aware of the steps involved in what we have to do. If you're going to hit a golf ball, the idea is not to you know, walk up to the tee and think about hitting a hole-in-one. The idea is to walk up to the tee and focus on that first step. You know, are you aligned with the ball? Is your foot placement correct? Is your breathing and your posture correct? Is the speed of your swing where you want it to be? Is your mind clear of all the other clutter? Are you focused specifically on hitting the ball in the sweet spot? And then you know, focusing on swinging through, following through on that swing. That's the thing to focus on in the now, not what happens two or three strokes down the, down the green. In business, it's the same way. Instead of worrying about, man, I've got to make 10 sales this month, Let's just worry about making sure we've got the calls lined up, the sales calls lined up. Make sure that our clients know we're going to call them, that the appointments are set, and that we're ready to go. And that we're in the right energy space, right psychological space. We pick up that phone with the right energy and intention, and we have a great connection. We get to know what they're up to, what their lives are about, what their needs are, what's pushing them, what pains them, and how we can really not just illuminate the pain, but resolve the pain, be the solution provider. That's what entrepreneurship's about. And so focusing on the task at hand, and more specifically the steps involved with the task at hand, is key and essential to not just being stoic, but having that mental toughness and really having that higher performance approach to business and life. Now, what's interesting about this is there's another part about this that I kind of alluded to a moment ago, and that is detaching from the result and focusing on the process. Focus on what you do and then doing that thing very well, kind of what I was just talking about a moment ago. When we specifically focus on those steps that are involved, now it's about doing the steps in the right order as best as we can. Again, it's a detachment from the result. The results are going to come either way. The, re the results are going to come either way. And the intention here is to get better results, obviously. But the better results don't come from focusing on the result. The better result comes from focusing on the tasks that are required, the steps that you have to take to get the result. You don't think about a hole-in-one. You think about having that beautiful swing as close to refined and perfect as you can get it. Don't be perfect. Just be awesome but refined and bringing your best, you know, uh, best efforts to each and every element of the task at hand, and then setting yourself up, putting yourself up in that position to hit the hole-in-one, to hit the home run, to score the touchdown, or to close the sale. It's about that detachment from the result, but rather a focus on the process. Ignoring that sort of uh, you know, calls that go against you. In sports, you hear this all the time. The referees are against us. The referees kept calling all these. You hear fans say that all the time. But the athlete, the, the champion that's in the ring, that's actually playing the game, doesn't have time for that. 
They have to focus on doing what they can do to the best of their ability with the best execution, the best technique possible. If somebody, if you've got things going against you, right, maybe some bad press or maybe your, your, your marketing campaign isn't converting like you want it to, instead of focusing on the fact that it's not working or maybe it's not fair because whatever search engine you're using gave you the smackdown, for instance, instead of focusing on that stuff, it's all about focusing on doing the right stuff, doing the right things in the right order and doing it as best you can. But see, we have to be consistent in our approach as well. And I think that's the next important step. There's an, there, there's an uh, sort of an imperative, if you will, to be consistent. Consistency is one of the great elixirs of success. It's really, it really is. It's one of those markers that says, the more consistent I am, the more I set myself up to be able to be successful. But it's not a one-to-one -one correlation. It doesn't mean just because you're consistent, there, the, the, the results will come and the success will follow. What it means is, at least I'm consistent enough to be able to track and understand what needs to be tweaked. You have to be consistent enough and avoid waffling or chasing those kind of rainbows in business and life. The one thing that I think is really important about this that's exciting, and this is what I was talking about before when I said, hey, you know, when we talk about rejection, I'll come back to rejection. This is what I want to talk about. Is not allowing a setback or a loss to throw you off your process. A lot of times when I talk to entrepreneurs, I'll ask them, okay, well, what happened to stagnate your business? And they say, man, I've gotten rejection after rejection. You would not believe the rejection. And the answer is, yeah, I can believe the rejection because I've had it myself. I mean, I've made thousands of calls only to make one or two sales. But it wasn't the rejection that needed to be corrected. It was the process. It was, you have to realize that those setbacks and those losses, if you allow them to derail you, you never give yourself an opportunity to be able to refine the process to get better at what you do. That's why it's so important to be consistent in your approach so that you know what you need to fix. If it's your backswing and you're, con you're very consistent with what you do, and you realize the backswing's the thing that's causing you to slice the ball into the woods, now you know it's not the whole ball game, it's not the whole game of golf that needs to be fixed, just the backswing. In business, maybe it's the preparation, or maybe it's the follow-through that you lack the consistency in. But that awareness is extremely important. That awareness is what's going to get you to that next level in your performance. And this final one I think is super important. When it comes to stoicism as the secret weapon of high performance, we have to see our life events, even and maybe even especially the painful ones, as being a positive. Now think about this for a second. You've lived life long enough. You've had a challenge or two along the path. Could be a health concern, could be a financial, could be a relationship, could be anything that has dropped or kicked you off the horse, whatever it looks like. And rather than seeing that as a painful thing, see it rather as a positive. As long as you overcame it, as long as you didn't allow it to hold you back and push you down. And so many people have done that. They've started to live a dispassionate life because they see their failures, they see their losses, they see their defeats as the sort of definition of who they are. But what's interesting is your character is defined by how you overcome a setback. Not the fact that you had a setback. People think, oh, if I had a setback, that's somehow a register, you know, that, that's sort of a, um, it, it tells about my character. You know, it says, oh, you're a failure. No, you're only a failure if you let the setback define you. 
if you allow the setback to keep you down. The champion always has setbacks. The champion always has some form of a loss. But the champion knows how to use that as leverage to go to the next level in their business and life. How you respond shows your true character. And your true character is what will dictate whether you continue to rise or you continue to stagnate and flounder or perhaps even fall even further. This idea of stoicism is so critically important to increasing your performance. So look further into this by reading uh, Holiday's book called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I know that will be a part of my reading list, and I'm, I'm encouraging you to do the same. My friends, the show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern right here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again next week. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week.